Hey guys, so welcome to episode 39 of Harfest Fitness brought to you by Team Amino Pure and Amino Pure. Uh, this is going to be a great episode, but even before we do that, let me give you guys a recap of the uh, things that have been transpiring here with Team Amino Pure and Amino Pure. Uh, Amino Pure just launched uh, quite a few uh, supplement line, some other supplement line, their pharmaceutical liposomal 900 milligrams with Amino Pump Nitrix was launched this week, which had a really good result. Uh, we launched... Uh, let me see, Turkestron was launched uh, this week. As a matter of fact, it was launched yesterday uh, and has had some really good results. We're hoping to do a whole podcast on Turkestron to educate you, the listener, with regards to the benefits of Turkestron or Ajuga Turkestonica, as it's known from a scientific standpoint, and the benefits primarily. It acts, it, 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 you know, the science behind it acts like an anabolic without the um, without the androgenic issues and, and problems that you have of course it's not a PED it's not a, a performance enhancement enhancing drug but much like the rest of the egg sterols uh, you have to run these consistently for them to be efficacious so a lot of times people run it for a week and, and they think that is you're they're running trenbolone right and it's not not the case much like epi you probably have to load it front load it and consistently take it. Uh, obviously it is a supplement. So your food has to be dialed in for your goal. If it is strength that you're going after that, you're definitely going to see some benefits by pairing it with the epicatechin, which right now is currently back ordered. Uh, we have, I believe they have quite a, a large amount coming, uh, through this week, I believe maybe even like Monday or next week. Uh, but, uh, the, the response for epicatechin has been crazy, absolutely crazy, which I knew it would because I've tried it and I'm on it right now, as a matter of fact. And uh, so we're hoping that uh, as soon as we start to educate people on the benefits of Ajuga Turkestonica or Turkestrone, 500 milligrams, so the highest grade um, Turkestrone you can find in the market, which is 10% extract. Um, that is the highest grade of, um, of the actual herb that you can actually get uh, in the market. And it's, uh, pharmaceutical as always for most of our supplements. And, uh, we hope that, uh, it picks up like wildfire, like, like the, um, the Epicatechin has. So my goal is to really pair it together and form a, a triage of, uh, of, uh, egg, egg sterols, uh, combining epic, phytosomal Epicatechin, Turkestrone and egg sterone, which egg sterone is tremendously expensive, which is interesting because out of the all the three, Turkestrone is really the one that picked up, has picked up like wildfire in the internet. I mean, everybody's trying to sell theirs. Uh, we believe we have some of the purest products uh, uh, in the market, so we stay we stand obviously behind our product. So we're hopeful that for a lot of natural people that are trying to you know enhance their uh, their physique, or even people that are off cycle that want to maintain their gains and fullness, they can really take take benefit of some of this product, some of these products that are coming out. Um, what's next for us? Um, I think we are going into a full revamp. We started our digital marketing campaign. Uh, our first new newsletter is being edited and will be issued and will be going out, uh, hopefully within the next couple of days here, which we're excited about. Uh, what else I'm thinking here? Uh, so that's the, the newsletter. Oh, we revamped our, our webpage. As you can see, it's much easier to navigate. And we launched our nutrition coaching uh, uh, initiative, which has been great. As a matter of fact, um, we picked up quite a few people already and they're uh, going through our, our very, I don't want to say tumultuous, but our very uh, 
intense program when it comes to programming. We take, uh, we do it by layers, of course. We do the, even if we do the nutrition, obviously, but we definitely dive into their hormones. We want to optimize their hormones. We want to optimize their, uh, their digestion uh, and make sure that everything is up and running. Look at the blood work, make sure that they're optimal for the journey, whether it's a cut or a bulk, but we definitely work inside out. So uh, this approach, a lot of times is not for everyone and we're okay with that. We want to make sure that we're, we're literally peeling your physique and your, uh, your health like an onion and uh, layer by layer, we're, we're, we're addressing those issues. I mean, we've addressed issues of high estrogen men, uh, testosterone deficiency in men, and a lot of the issues that you're having from a nutritional standpoint, you can't, you can't fix your, your, your physique composition if you have high estrogen, uh, because no matter how good your nutrition is, your body's going to be fighting you. So getting all those things dialed in is, is imperative to uh, a really good response and results from a physique standpoint. So, uh, so that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, I don't have anything else to update. I mean, I have a ton I can, I can go over, but I think that we want to get into this episode of um, Hard Facts Fitness, episode 39 with Jamie Pinder. We talk about sex. We talk about anabolics. We talk about pets. We talk about everything. Uh, and it's a very long episode. So we, I apologize for that. Uh, but I suggest you break it down into two. I think you'll have a really good time. You know, Jamie Pinder always brings the heat when it comes to really being upfront about uh, her life. And I was able to talk a little bit about my, my experiences from a dating standpoint, which is a pretty, pretty uh, phenomenal and, and funny at the same time. So I think you're definitely going to enjoy that. So with that being said, guys, welcome to episode 39. As always, thank you for your patronage. Thank you for supporting Team Amino Pure as we see massive growth growing going forward, moving forward here with, uh, with some of our product lines that are uh, by far uh, exceeding the expectations in terms of bioavailability and efficacy in the market. So thanks a lot for that. And I will be talking to you guys very soon. Hi guys, welcome to episode 39, Hard Facts Fitness, brought to you by Team Amino Pure and Amino Pure. I have, actually, you know what? She has me. She's the host today. Uh, I'm, oh, no, I'm, I'm the honored guest. Jamie Pinder in the house, ready to tear this thing up. How are you, Jamie? I'm doing awesome. How about yourself? I've been busy. I've had better weeks, for yep. sure. Better weeks. Uh, but all in all, it's been a really blessing in disguise, to be honest with you. Um, I, I You probably know I've been swamped beyond belief. But busy's good. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you go through some some challenges in life that only certain people in your life know about. And I think that um, we're coming out successful out of this learning experience. Uh, but yeah. other than that, people that know, know. And if you don't know, you don't know. And yeah. that's <laughs> <laughs> you got to fail forward in life, right? Like, you know, sometimes I know in my life, like I've thought many times that like when the worst thing was happening, I'm like, oh, shit, like. You know, you're really like fucking bummed out about it, but you look back in maybe it's two months, maybe it's a year, maybe it's five years, but you look back and you're like, fuck, that is exactly why that had to happen. And you realize that, you know, a lot of times the worst thing to ever happen to you is actually the best yes. thing to ever happen to you. Yeah, you know what they say, you have to learn from your mistakes and fail forward. Man. You got to fail forward. Yeah, we talked about that. Other stuff you can always regain, but you know, that knowledge that you get. And you gain from some of those experiences and you go through life, it's invaluable. You can't put a price on that. Well, there's yeah. a price on that. I, I can't put a number on that. But. Yeah. 
<laughs> but we won't go there. Uh, other than that, uh, Amino has been great, man. Let me uh, now talk a little bit about your uh, what you what you've been up to. I know that you want to talk about a little bit about PC. Let's talk about a little bit about what you've been doing. I know you were at the Excellence Cartel. I'm, I'm sure I haven't heard it. To be honest with you, but um, those guys put a good show on all the time. But so, what is new in uh, a team Amino Pure and Amino Pure? We just launched a new web page. I wouldn't say a new web page. Uh, our new web page, our upgraded web page. It has Damn. a supplement line. Yeah, it's upgraded. Uh, definitely a much better. Uh, you know what I liked about it that I noticed is now you have a separate tab for like the actual supplements, like the pump and the and because before it was like what I, there's yes. not a tab, but where the fuck you know, do I find it? So I you, I appreciated that. I am so with you on that, and I I've been knowing that. But one of the things that I have not had is a luxury of time and living oh, yeah. last the yeah, couple last two three days. I've been staying up till like one o'clock trying to put mm-hmm. together some stuff with the developer. So he had it early in the morning and he's just knocking it out. So it looks much better because now we have a nutrition coaching, our nutrition coaching program there. We have our supplement line there. We're going to put some ads out. Uh, so that's going to be, that's going to be the Amino Pure line. <clears throat> uh, the team Amino, I'm sorry, the uh, Amino Pure Labs webpage will be going up probably in about eight to 10 weeks, which is going to be much larger scale uh, because we're growing so fast. We're going to be primarily gearing towards a lot of the liposomals, a lot of the, the high-end uh, pharmaceutical-grade supplements, uh, and not as much on the injectable side, maybe some peptides, some SARMs. Other than that, primarily just the really high-end products that we have. Uh, Phytosome Epicatic, and then it's been a freaking fire success. A lot of people are, are, are using it with the L-carnitine 1000. And I don't mention this on the L, take this out on the L-carnitine 1000. Our third batch that we actually ran, it was 90% bioavailable. Wow. It's almost as good as injectable. And I asked why I I talked to the pharmacy the other day and I said, how is it that we started at 82, 83? Now we're at 90. He said, new equipment. They have one of the only machines in the, in the world that can actually um, go down to hundred nanometers or whatever that, I don't know what that measurement is. So it makes it even more, more, more absorbable than anything else in the market. And, and nutraceutical companies can't afford it or haven't caught up to it yet. Because that machine is, is millions. Of course, pharmacies can afford millions because they charge millions. Right. Um, so yeah. So we are we are up there right now in terms of like, and the response has been great. Primarily thermogenesis, what people are noticing with liposomal or carnitine is like right. they take it, they they literally feel the thermogenesis. Um, I had a couple updates already on some some ladies that are a little bit more heavier set. Um, right. They've actually lost some significant amount of weight already, and after two three weeks of using it, so uh, they're oh. loving it. So you know, all in all, like you said. Uh, a lot of the things that have been going on that have been a little bit on the negative side. You know, when you pair it with the success that Amino Pure is having, uh, as we go mainstream, it's all really good stuff. I mean, you can't have all good days. You can have some challenges. Right. So we're going we're gonna to take that by the horns and move forward. Adversity, a little bit of adversity is good. Builds character, right? Exactly. All right. So enough about me and about enough about Team Amino Pure. Talk to me more about you. What have you been up to this week? Uh, I know you had a couple of podcasts or maybe your podcast. Like I was talking to you earlier, Cats, Clit. So I, I started a new YouTube channel, Cats, Clits, and Clen. So it's funny because the name, uh, it was actually like a guy at, at the gym that I go to. I had talked to him about the idea of the podcast. And he's like, what are you going to name it? And I was like, man, I've been like trying to come up with names. And he's like, what about Cats and Clen? Because he knew that I'm like a cat person and, you know, like the Clen references to drugs. Yeah. And I was like, it's missing something, though. And I was like, oh, I know. And that's when it hit me. Cats, Clits and Clen, like the three C's, the CCC. So um, I've been pumping out the content for that channel. 
and it's been, uh, I've had a great response so far. So I've been doing two videos a week. I release oh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah. And uh, this week is actually, I'm, you know, my topic last week, I, week I talked about dating a little bit and being a virilized woman and how that changes the landscape for you. And then the episode that is actually going to be released after this tonight is all about how sex has changed since I've been virilized. So, you know, so it's, it's a little bit of education on, you know, women who want to use PEDs responsibly. And then it's also a lot of my personal stories of living in a virilized body and how that's affected my relationships, my life, my sex life. Um, because I know for myself, when I started these things, I wasn't able to make a fully educated decision on what I was getting myself into because nobody fucking talked about this shit. And right. still nobody really talks about this stuff. Yeah, but I mean, they talk a lot more than what they used to before. A lot more than they used to, I, yeah. I know for a fact, like back in the 90s, even the 90s, and I, I'm from the 90s. Anyway, we won't go there. Um, <laughs> um, you know, you would ask somebody, people would ask somebody, hey, are you running gear? And they'd be like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, right. look at you, man. <laughs> Come on now. And everybody would be like, no, I don't know. Now it's very open. People talk about their cycles all the time. But I, I don't know if it's real, like but they talk about it. For, I feel like for men, you guys have been talking about it for decades. You guys had forums, you were open about it. <laughs> guys talk about it with each other all the time. But for women, it's really only been recently that there's been a little bit of progress. I wouldn't even say that it's it's nowhere still near to, you know, how men are open about it. Because I know for myself, you know, I started using anabolics back like, uh, so it's about been about 10 years ago. And even 10 years ago, when I started, women weren't talking about what they were using. Even the girls that I trained with, even girls that were like my best friends, we didn't even talk amongst ourselves about what we were using mm. or how it affected our sex life or, mm. you know, uh, how we were getting treated by other people by the side effects that we had. Right. Um, right. You know, women just don't, even now, there are only a very few that talk about it and I think just now we're starting to get some more conversations with women. You know what's interesting? What I've noticed, maybe this is from a male standpoint. Um, I got I get emails or text messages or messages, not taking text messages from women that are pretty open with me, though. I mean, they're like, "Hey, Ron, my clit's grown like this," and I mean, I've gotten people tell me, "You want to see a picture?" I'm like, "No, I'm okay. I'm good. Thank you." Yeah, I, I know what a clit looks like, but um, you know, for me, I mean, they were like extremely open about right. this. What, these are the symptoms that I'm going. I was doing a consult on hormones uh, on, to this this girl that's running high use of anabolics, and yeah. I when I was listening to her. I said, who, you know, you don't have to share with me because we don't know each other that well. Okay. But right. who's your coach? Because yeah. you are running like extreme. I mean, you don't need to, you don't need a hundred milligrams of Primo as a female. You don't need a hundred right. milligrams of test as a Primo. You don't need to run some of these. I was like, what did he have you on the off season? Well, I was running like 40 milligrams of trend. I'm like, you're a fucking female for God's sakes. You don't yeah. need, do you need all of that? You don't need yeah. all that. You do not that. need all that. I've read, you probably know, I was talking to somebody the other day that was reading 470 on the test scale with 20 milligrams of, of, uh, of test. Yeah. Right. And she was virilizing heavily. Oh, so, yeah. So what it are, doesn't what, take much for women. And that's what women don't understand. When because I very sensitive, women, women are very sensitive to, 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 to testosterone. Listen, I like my testosterone has always been low. Even before I started bodybuilding, it was below a 10. Oh, wow. So even when I was in my twenties, 
like before I touched any gear at all, it was like below a 10. So I know for myself, like even now when I like when I'm off cycle, my test is always below 10. So I've in the past, I've been able to get that up natty, but more recently that hasn't been happening. So I've had to use my TRT again. And I literally, I have below a 10 and I can take five milligrams of test every three days. And that brings me to like 70 uh, like uh, like 70 80 of that's a good range. range for women listen ladies which is perfect to you don't need any higher than that no it's really good range for people and, and right. the misconception is because you start talking to men that are coaching right this is this is my opinion okay so take it with a grain of salt you probably could be a better um attest to this a little bit better than i am um you have coaches that are transitioning that are coaching men and are tra- mm-hmm. transitioning into coaching women and yeah. they're treating them the same way and it is there is nothing there is look i i have become i'm not saying an expert on hormones i can read labs and i can tell you pretty much what's going on in your body now by looking at your labs and i can actually probably tell you what compounds you may be running by looking at your labs right some of them in some cases why your progesterone is high why and what's going to happen if you do this and you do that right mm-hmm. and i can tell you there is nothing nothing Women and men are nothing alike when it comes to yep. hormone manipulation and hormone profiling. I mean, you could not be more different when right. men are easy. Women, you have to learn to balance the estrogen, the progesterone, and testosterone. So what happens when you go up in, in, in testosterone? Well, what follows? Estrogen. estrogen. All of a sudden, what happened to progesterone? So it's finding that balance between those three that are going to make you efficacious and it's going to make you right. You don't need anything more than probably five. And some women, I mean, you can run 20. They're, they're SHBG is very, very, they're very sensitive. They're not as sensitive. Uh, right. So SHBG is low. So they can get away running 10, maybe even 15, but their right. test levels are still reading, you know, 180, 90. So it's borderline. I mean, I, I, right. I, the baseline for me for, on a woman, I, I really don't like to look at a woman at 100, to be honest with you. Right. Um, uh, I like to keep it like a, a right like below 100. Good. Yeah, 80, right. 80 is really good. If you cannot build muscle with a test level of 80, assuming that your estrogen and progesterone is balanced, right. your, your diet is off. Your diet or your train, or you don't know how to train. Oh, you don't know how to train. But then if you don't know how to train, then you have no business running anabolics anyway. Very true. But it doesn't always, this doesn't always happen with just women who are running anabolics. We have women who go to HRT clinics who maybe they're just lifestyle people where they like to work out. They like just yeah. feeling and looking good. And they go to, to an HRT clinic just to get TRT so they can feel better because they have low T and you like HRT clinics are notorious for over prescribing testosterone to women. And then it's crazy because not only do they start at the highest dose possible, they're starting at like 200 milligrams a week for tests for women. And that literally is the same amount of tests a Mm. doctor is going to give a woman, a woman who is transitioning into a man. Right. Well, that the, is the, the TRT enough. minimum is 200 for men. So yeah, you're right. And that would be, that is, that's a TRT dose. That's where I start men for TRT. Yeah. So they're starting women at a dose where they like, that's where you're supposed to start a man. Yeah. And that's where you start. A, that's where you would put a woman really if she was transitioning into a man for a sex change. Yeah. So these TR, these HRT clinics are giving women chemical sex changes. Yeah. I agree. And, and if they, a lot of them, once they run like a, 
they'll give them the highest possible dose to start off with. And then they won't want to test blood work for six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, so now you've got a woman who doesn't even want to use anabolics, not even interested in that. And you now just, she's virilizing. You just fucked her up. Does it call and it? then they get their blood work from the HRT clinic. And because the HRT clinic doesn't make money off of them being a patient off of the consult, they make it off of the drugs. Right. Guess what they don't do? They don't lower the test. They give them a aromatase inhibitor instead. In the eye. Let me give you more drugs to charge you for. Yeah, it, it's it's a, it's a, it's something that you have to be very cognizant of the things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know that I have experience with that recently. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at labs, fixing clusterfucks that were made by other people, mm-hmm. literally have emails, text messages, all kinds of things, and I'm like, you you know, this person knows better. Mm-hmm. Chris Neal. Well, I, I think that with a, and, and I say both male and female doctors, but more specifically male doctors, I think they don't take the, like how sacred femininity is. Right. Like femininity, especially to some women, that's sacred. And once you take that away with virilization, a lot of times you are never, ever, ever going to get that back. Yeah. And it's it's terrible to see a male doctor who just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. They just don't even care about how important that is to that woman because you know, I've heard the stories of these HRT doctors where the woman's like I'm having all these side effects, I don't feel good and they don't even lower the dose of them. They're like, "Oh, no, you're going to be fine. Just keep well, that, on." Doing that's it. that's what you and I were talking about. What what happened to yeah. <laughs> I got I got an email based on that. That was a deciding one of the deciding factors why we had some issues with the clinic. Yeah. Um, is just those circumstances and straight negligence in terms of doing that and we wanted to do the right thing. And right. the right thing was, "Hey, now we got to fix these issues because we have women, we care, I care about people. I look at labs and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, why? Like you're reading 471 at 20 milligrams of, of tests. You need to be five. Now, why do because I say, this, wait, this, hold on, hold on. This, listen to this, listen to this. Why? Like, because most of these HRT docs, this is a side hustle for them. And the more that they sell, the more money they're going to make, right? So here's the thing. If you're going to prescribe a woman five milligrams of testosterone every three three days, you aren't going to make shit on her. But if you give her either more tests or you give her something ridiculous like the fucking pellet, which I hate. Uh, Pellets are um, worse. I mean, I don't even think they should be legal. I mean, how do you manipulate that once you put somebody in there? You can't. That's the problem. Yes, you're guessing. They market it as this slow release. It's not a slow release. You get this huge, uh, like, bang. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, it's a testosterone implant that they put under your skin. And they leave it there for how long do they last? Like a months? Months, yeah. This, yeah. I, 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 we don't do. I think them, it's like so. three or four months. I think it's three months. Uh, three months, and I think they actually have pellets that actually run up to six months. Uh, yeah. So what will happen is you'll get this huge blast of testosterone in the beginning, and then it'll slowly over time decrease how much testosterone you're getting from it. And so by the end, now any testosterone that you had before the pellet, you've turned off. Off. Yeah, that natural testosterone. So once that pellet is is done and you're at the end of that pellet's life, you feel worse than you did before you got the pellet. Yeah, because you're shut off. <laughs> and, and here's the thing is, 
it's it's an up and down roller coaster for people uh, hormonally. And it only really benefits the pocket of the HRT clinic. Yeah. Because they can now charge for an in-office surgery. Yeah, it's 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 irresponsible. Not only that, but another couple of cases that I've heard was, you know, um, I'll mention names. This person came to me and said, "Look, this is what's going on." And I said, "Okay, let's evaluate what what's going on." So you look, I was running ten milligrams of testosterone, and um, I felt great in the beginning. My sex drive to the roof literally gave me the spiel of her and her husband, and I'm like, "Okay, great. We want that. That's what we want you to be. You, we want you to like." How get it on with your husband. This is a healthy right. kid, right? So, and then she says, towards the latter part, I started not feeling that great. I started like right. I, my 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 body was just I felt different. Yeah. Obviously. So I said, let's have some lab work done, right? Her test levels were 247, 250. Yeah. High, high. Mm-hmm. Uh, estrogen was uh she was becoming estrogen dominant. Her progesterone was yeah, point. Is there I don't even know if she said two. Or point two, so I mean, it was in the gutter. Yeah. I mean, it was tanking. So um, this dude, <laughs> instead of like tapering it down, right? He completely mm-hmm. says, "Take three weeks off of it." Yeah. So what happens when you? And this is my my based on my knowledge of hormone pathways and the way that I've been learning this over the last couple of years here. You take three weeks off on a uh, on a testosterone um, cypionate. By week one and a half, mm-hmm. you're tanking. So you want, you're basically tanked her completely. So, so now she feels like shit and a half. Here's the thing with women, I actually find that their levels will stay elevated for a much longer period of time. No matter the um the what is the word I'm trying to say? The ester. Yes. No matter the ester. I find that. I can have a, like, if I get a woman who has like a level of like, say 300, if I take her off for three weeks and we get her blood work done, it's still over a hundred. Well, it takes a down. while for it to, for everything to come back down. And so I usually will like, if I have a woman who's like virilizing, we find out she has high tests. I generally am having her come off for a week to two weeks. Yeah. I really encourage them to do two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have them start back up. What I have seen, I can tell you what I have done. seen. Okay, what I have seen is yeah, the tapering and 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 actually she crashed. She went mm-hmm. to a different doctor, her levels were like yeah. guttered. Um, for for her, because the right. number numbers are just a number, right? right. Those are those are kind of like okay, you could feel good at 80. She was at 271, right? And 70 feels like misery for her. Like literally she was miserable. Like she said, I was miserable. I was a total mess. So the doctor put her on five milligrams and it basically balanced her off. Right. Right. Supposedly I talked to her, like when was the last week just to follow up with her and see how people were going. She goes, no, five milligrams, man. The second he got me to five milligrams, she's reading a little bit over a hundred, but that a hundred is comfortable for her. Right. That's her sweet spot. That's right. why I, I, I advocate kind of like not crashing people's testosterone, even for men. Literally, yeah. taper, if you're running 20 milligrams, tapering it maybe two and a half to make sure that you're, you're going to have something there. Because I think that we don't know how everybody per, b- behaves and their body behaves. Some women could go like this, right? And some people just go like this. I know for a fact, even my as a male, like my SHBG yeah. is like nothing. I mean, I'm in the tank. 
when it comes to my six hormone globulin. So I have to be very careful manipulating my AI, manipulating my test. If I take a I week and a half, it's different. I think with women, the difference is too is, okay, well, you have to also consider like virilization. If it's virilization that they're most concerned with, the longer you keep them on higher doses, yeah. the, the more likely it is. Like the, the reason to pull it for two or three weeks is you don't want that virilization to stay there. To stay what there. would you rather? Would you rather feel maybe True. a little crappy for a week and yeah. not have your voice permanently change or not have your clip permanently change? Or like, it, it's like a payoff. Because yeah. if you just if you just taper her down, you are setting her up for more likely to keep those side effects. That's that the true. problem with that's, that. That's a good point. You know? That's a good point. That's a good point. So let me ask you a question on virilization. So what when you're talking about, I know uh, some IFAB pro figures. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there there are most figures that figures um, that are definitely I'm almost certain because their voice never goes back to normal. Right. Yeah. Um, how long do you think it takes for somebody to running PEDs for them to say, I have virilized and I'm not going back a year? Huh. I think that it depends. There are so many factors to that. Right. Because first of all, I think when women start using PEDs and when they start using them more heavily, they don't even see it happening. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Do you see that too, where it's like, absolutely. you notice that women, like they almost, they lose themselves in it. Uh, and I, I think it's, it's completely different though. That's why I think they're, they're, the, the way their body's going to respond to everything is completely different. But it also remember our last conversation about mind, like how it affects your mind and your, your, your mentality. Totally. So, and that's why I always, it, I really encourage women, like know where your line in the your sand is. is before you start, because when you add the anabolics in, you may think that you're okay you're with not. your voice being changed. Right. You might think you're okay with your clip being changed because you have those drugs in your system. It changes the way you think and the things. And then what happens, this is what I see that happens is women go in saying, I'm not going to change my voice. I'm not going to change my clip, but I'm just going to do a little bit of these drugs. And, and then they get into the cycle and you know things maybe aren't going the way that they want it to in prep so the coach that they have say well increase your primo or increase your or add in testosterone or whatever it may be that they have them yeah. increase for and they have the contest prep blinders on yeah. they have the drugs in their system they end up taking more drugs they end up getting the the change in the voice they get the, end up getting the change in the clit and then they do the show in the high school auditorium and they don't get and they don't win and they get last place. They get fifth place out of five people at a local show. They get off stage and they stop the anabolics. They get off cycle. Then oh. they look in the mirror. They hear themselves on the phone yeah. in a recording. And they say, what the fuck did I do to myself? Right. No, I've had, I've had like, girls. All the time. I had girls come up to me and they, they asked me, hey, Ron, um, do I sound like a man? I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you do i'm not trying to be yeah. rude but don't ask me a question you want me to be legitimately asked like yeah your voice right. is definitely deep it's a couple octaves down I mean, definitely yeah. there's no doubt she goes really because i can't tell that's part that's of what i'm saying is especially when you're on cycle it's really hard for women to notice it in themselves and that's why i always tell women that list that you make of the things you don't want to compromise don't keep it yourself 
because you ain't gonna fucking be able to recognize any of that shit. Put in it in the mirror or something. You no, know, you need to give it to someone that you trust with your fucking life. Yeah. And give them permission that when you overstep these bounds, they are to kick your fucking ass yeah. and slap the shit out of you and say, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know? It's kind of like my experience with Trent. Remember, I told you I experimented, experimented with Trent a couple of years ago. And yeah. My girlfriend said at the time, she's like, you're done. You're, you're yeah. done. This is not who you are. I'm, right? I'm a very, uh, I don't see, a, I don't think a, I'm very passionate. I'm a very, I'm, I'm something, yeah. but I'm not going to go to your face and want to drag you from the car and punch you. Unless right, you, right. I mean, really, I mean, you gotta get, you gotta give me a really bad, yeah, reason for me to do that. But I, you're absolutely right because you, at that moment, your brain is just on a different. It's just different. Your brain, especially for women, like I think it really has a different impact on women than it does on men. Because here's the thing: as women, we are not designed to have that much testosterone in our bodies. It's right. not made, and that's why I also say, like the women who have like they take trt and their test is at 150 or 200 and they're like but i feel okay right. yeah but in three years what's your cholesterol gonna be like yeah. in five years what's your liver gonna look like Correct. you know it, all of these things they matter because guess what your body is not designed like you aren't doing trt anymore yeah you are doing a testosterone cycle you're doing thing. a permanent cycle of testosterone. It's like it's, 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 it's steroids. It's like I'm it's, running TRT doses. I'm only running 400 milligrams. I'm like you're running steroids, brother. But that's the thing is like or sister. If, if we're talking about TRT, we are talking about normal physiological levels. That's and if you are having super physiological levels, you better expect there is going to be some kind of downstream effect in your body for that. You, women are not supposed to carry that much testosterone around. Look at what happens with women who have things like PCOS. Yeah. Like, you know, even looking at the data of women who, you know, have transitioned into men, all the gut dysfunction they have. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have I have one woman specifically that like I just started working with and she has so much gut dysfunction, but you know what that's from? It's from high, like yeah. using high levels of anabolics for a long time, keeping their testosterone at 400 for years on end. Like- it's no wonder you have gut issues. Your well, body isn't designed to ha have that much testosterone. And it's interesting you say that because I don't think people realize how many hormones and yeah. how many are in your gut, start in your gut. Me personally, I think I shared this with you a couple of episodes back or whenever. Um, I get toxic. I've tried some stuff. I can't handle high levels of anabolic. Within a couple right. of weeks, I'm toxic. Like my yeah. body's telling me like, what the fuck? Yeah, cortisol levels are skyrocketing. Digestion goes to hell, and I've had digestion issues, and I think it's because you were pushing so much food. So I know my limitations now, right. or where I need to be. And I think as women, you also need to understand what are you what are you willing to give up to right. to be where you want to be. That's the most important I thing I think about when I'm looking at and, and I get girls that come to me and they're like, "Will you coach me?" I said, "I'm I don't I don't do prep. I'm yeah. too busy for prep." Go to Jamie. She'll do prep. Yeah. She'll do good prep. I want to handle the lifestyle people that are really looking to get better. And right. the, the whole model behind Team Amino Pure is bridging the gap between health and fitness and utilizing the protocols the pros use to get lean, bring them into mainstream, but under, with the understanding that the laws of thermodynamics don't change, meaning the dieting protocol and getting losing body fats is going to be the same. The, the only difference is when you're dealing with a contest prep, is they take it to a whole nother right. level. 
It's an extremity, an extreme that you're willing, you have to be mentally ready to say, I am willing to eat shit, literally eat shit and die if I have to, because that's what conscious prep is. And that's not what I want to tailor to. I want to literally teach people how to eat better in the lifestyle and look better and feel better. And a lot of the girls that I work with right now that I just have taken on lately, like, I don't want to look like that. I just want to lose a little bit of weight. I want to look better. And you right. have to educate them on what that little bit of weight that they think yeah. they have to lose. <laughs> yeah. right? It is real. I mean, even now, like I hit the a low weight scale today and I'm still eating. It's funny because I'm still eating pretty good food. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm, my sleep is a little bit better. My cortisol levels have been better, actually, believe it or not, considering all the crap that I'm dealing with. Uh, I hit a low of 176.6 today. Wow. And, and everybody says, you look much bigger. It's because I'm leaner. Right, right. Oh, of course. You always look bigger when you're leaner. I'm leaner. And you know yeah. what the funny shit is? Like, I still have this crappy little shit right here. That I, oh, I can't see it. Oh, look what you got. I have this crappy. Oh, little... it's skin. Oh, man. But it drives me crazy because it's like the very last little bit of the, the little pockets here and there that you have. You yeah, can, yeah. You and, you know, and I think back to what my coach used to tell me before. He's like, you know what? You just got to keep dieting harder. Yeah. That's, it'll go, but you just got to yeah. keep going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was stable for 180 for a long time. And then, boof, I, st- I stayed the course and I dropped to 178. And yeah. then I stayed for 178. I don't kill myself. I, I'm still walking and right. literally walking on the treadmill. And then I stayed for 178 for like three weeks, still on my diet, manipulating food, having some good cheats here and there. Uh, I noticed one thing about my body I don't require a lot of protein. I actually cut my protein down sometimes to one one-to-one yeah. and so I can have more carbs to, to fill out a little bit more right, right right and um my body responds well 176 and I'm like man I've dropped like what three pounds in the last month and I'm okay with that yeah yeah I'm okay I, I think I probably like put on five pounds in the last month but well I I was sick I got like it, it like I had like I think everyone has kind of gotten this recently it was like they're like a couple different bugs going around so I ended up getting the flu then I got a stomach bug and then I actually uh traveled to go see uh our friend Jeff Black yeah, uh, yeah. so I made a visit out there and then when I came back I ended oh, you up were in Nashville yeah how was that it was awesome. Uh, me and Jeff are good friends. So awesome. uh, it's always nice when I have some time to fly down there and we can spend some time. Very cool. When did you go down there? What's that? When did you go? Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago. Cool. So it was like right after I had gotten a stomach bug. And then I went down there for just uh, a couple of days. And then when I came back, I ended up and I hadn't been working out for like two weeks before I left because I was sick. And then I came back and I had a baker cyst on my knee. Oh, yeah. You told me about that. (laughs) Out of nowhere. Like this big ass foot. And so I didn't hurt myself. I didn't have any acute injury. So I'm like, I actually, because the entire leg was swollen. The entire leg. And it was huge. It was huge. So I'm like, I I think I have a blood clot because I didn't hurt it doing it. You know, we're texting about that, right? So yeah, I ended up going to the ER. It wasn't a blood clot, but it was a baseball size Baker system. Oh, it was four, that big. Four inches across. Wow, that is big. They won't actually drain it at the ER. So I have to go and make an appointment with an orthopedic. And the appointment isn't for a week later because they can't get me in, oh, of wow. course. So then by the time I get there, like I haven't trained any lower body. Didn't I've been like really into uh, jujitsu lately? Yeah, I've been yeah, yeah. Jujitsu. So 
I end up going to the doctor and he's like, well, I can't drain it now because there's nothing to drain. He's like, but just take it easy. You'll be fine. I don't think there's any knee injury. I'm like, okay. So then I go back to go to a jujitsu class and uh, the next day it's all flared up again. Oh shit. So I'm like, <laughs> it was back to square one. So now uh, like I tried to get back in to get it drained, couldn't get in. So now it's finally down again, but I'm just going to take another like week yeah. off of lower body. Um, and hopefully it'll just heal. I can't believe away. you guys, you went to Nashville. You guys, you guys should have done like a training video or something. That would have been we super cool. we, just, we just hung out and chilled. Oh yeah. Jeff's awesome. I love Jeff. Yeah. He's, he's a really, he's a really good friend. He always, um, Mark dude, you know, he's always like really good about being really honest with me. He keeps it real. Uh, he keeps it real. Oh, yeah. I really he, so that. at the time I was actually having a lot of, like, I wasn't feeling good at all. Um, I had just come off, like I was supposed to do a photo shoot, um, but because of getting sick and getting injured, it's, it's not going to happen. And I had been on like a, I was doing like a micro dosing some uh, Primo for the photo shoot, but right. I had been on for way longer than I wanted to be on because the photo shoot kept on being pushed back. Mm. And so I just got to the point where I was like, okay, I just need to come off. I've been on for too long. Right. So I ended up coming off and then I ended up like getting some blood work done and at this, like the day I got the blood work, I actually landed in Tennessee. And so Jeff and I were talking because I have been really feeling like shit lately. Right. I like, have, it's like hard for me to even get out of bed and get going for the day. Oh, wow. gotcha. My workout sucked. Um, I just like, I couldn't sleep at all. I wasn't Sounds sleeping. to me like your cornrows were crashing. <laughs> um, so then I have a whoop and my whoop was like, my recovery was under 20% every single day. That's like me. And I, I felt- fucking awful so yeah. you know of course jeff gave me uh some tough love and he's like mm. you know jamie you got to take care of x y and z and so i actually started my trt back up and mm. i because i had when i got the blood work mm. i had my test was at a f six oh, wow. my estrogen was a 15 oh man and my progesterone was like a point two or something um so Jeez, I, like, that I doesn't look very good <laughs> <laughs> so I felt like, and, and here's the thing like, for ooh. any women who like, if you're feeling like it's really hard to get up in the morning, like you just like, you can't recover from anything. You've lost a drive to even like go work out or do anything. Um, I know for myself, when my hormones crash like that, you, you feel like you're dying. Like I, I was almost nearly convinced that I'm like, I have some kind of like terrible fucking cancer or something. When, when was this? When was this? What's that? Was this, this was recently? Wow. Uh, this was like three or four weeks ago, wow, and yeah. so I started my TRT, and I I feel like a new person. Yeah, it's amazing what TRT can yeah. do. Uh, I've been running it for two hundred milligrams, and again, I experimented. And I tell people all the time, like I've experimented with anabolics uh, because I wanted to find out what it, what the hype was all about. And I honestly, well, the reason why amino came to being, a lot of it is because I got toxic. And I wanted to find different ways of adding size. And it. let me tell you guys, everybody that's listening, men and females, if you don't want to be a mass, and I have no desire to be a mass monster. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I, mean, I don't have the genetic, unless I go, unless I go to Dubai and, and train at Oxygen. Right. Team, right? Oxygen. Um, but I don't have the desire to be that big anyway. Like right. I, I'm happy at a 190, 195 full, maybe 10%. Right. I'd be super stoked. That's, that's, that's aesthetic. That looks good for me, I think. Yeah, but I've done so well with 200 milligrams of test, uh, yeah. 50 milligrams of DECA for, for my joints. 
and mm-hmm. primarily peptides. Like I think peptide yeah. therapy, peptide therapy. I love peptides. It is, I love it. They're so underrated. Oh, and like the great thing that like what I love about peptides is I can look like I'm on gear because here's the right. thing. Right, you're absolutely right. <laughs> well, the difference between me and like a lot of other women who maybe have just started in the sport just for context is I have spent 10 years building my physique. Right. I already have all the muscle mass right. I want. Muscle I maturity. have dense muscle maturity. Right. So when it comes, when I say things like I can get away with using peptides and I can look like I'm on a cycle, that's because I already have a shit ton of muscle right. um, where if you are a woman who is new to the sport, you don't have that muscle maturity. You don't have that much muscle. You're probably not going to get, you're right. probably not going to be able to say, Hey, uh, like I'm running peptides and I look like I'm on right. cycle. Um, it, you know, you're probably going to, you're going to look better. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. But you're probably not going to get the same result as someone who already has a lot of muscle maturity, but right. it's a great option for women like myself who, you know, we've competed for years. We don't want to use any more drugs. Like I'm, I'm really looking to use things that have the least impact on my health right now. Um, just because I want to live long. Like I want to be here for a long time. And with all the people dying in this sport for me, like number one is like, what is the, what are the things that have the, the, that are going to give me the best results, but not shorten, like, you know, have the least impact on shortening my lifespan. You got bodybuilders. I get read the other day. There was a bodybuilder that died at 52, a male bodybuilder. Yeah. I'm like, man, I'm like, I may look younger, but I'm right behind this dude. Well, there was oh. a, a another like female woman. Another sleep. female died. Yeah. Another one died, died in her sleep. Like, right. And I'm like, it's not even worth it, man. Because I, I, I remember I showed you a picture. I had just finished Epicatechine. I just started Epicatechine. Yeah. And, and everybody thought, I'm like, dude, you look like you're like 200 pounds, just jacked. And I'm like, yeah. I'm 177, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm just like full. I'm happy like that. Right. I'm right. happy if I can maintain that and do it in my 50s and in my yeah. 60s and continue to do what I love to do. I'm happy. Right. Right. I'm, I'm really yeah. happy. Now I'm now. So right now I'm about like one, like between 155 and 160. That's but a good weight for you, isn't it? Though? It, it's, it's a good, like, kind of like comfortable, like me, like that's like a good maintenance weight for me. Yeah. Um, I am going to actually be competing in jujitsu. So. Oh, uh, you're yeah, going to have another right? 150, 140. So I'm I'm actually gonna try and compete at 140. So I'm going down to 140. I'm gonna try and compete in like April, May for the first time. Shut your mouth. You want footage? So, we want footage for that. But the, the problem is, is with this fucking knee and getting sick. Like I've had no mat time. Uh, so I'm like, I might have to push it out a little bit, but I am gonna be leaning down for that, which is interesting. I actually uh, kind of became friends with a. Uh, a guy who's uh, like a BJJ, he's like a gold world yeah, champion, really whatever. Uh, but he's also sponsored by Westside Barbell. Um, shout out to my guy, Dante Leone. Um, I reached out to him because I saw one of his YouTube videos and I was like, dude, can you write a program for me like for jujitsu? Right. So now my weight training is geared towards jujitsu because he wrote me a program. So it's uh, it's interesting. It's different. I love it. Um you know, right now it's something that I'm really enjoying. So I'm just going to like go all in. And apparently I'm like pretty good at it too. And I barely know anything. So we talked about, we talked about like, and we're going to switch topics a little bit because we got to get to the sex and dating part of this. this So you got to hear this one (laughs) thing about jujitsu though. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the girls like to roll with me. 
Because I'm like, I wonder why. I'm a lot stronger than they are, but they they still get they still like fuck me up though. Uh, but I like that's technique though. If if those of you who know about jujitsu, like if I'm in their like closed guard, like if they try to hand fight me, all it's like a cat playing with a mouse. Like all I do is you got them, (laughs) you got them. All right, what do you do now? All right, right? like what do you? So, but. You know, I I'm actually interested to know what their perspective is of like actually because like I'm very transparent about like having used anabolics for a long time, like when I'm on cycle and uh, my question, like I'm interested to see and know like how do they actually feel about like rolling with me? Like right. are they like oh that fucking roided out bitch? Of course you like you know what I'm saying like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No. I can only imagine. I, and I'm I, like, I try and put myself in their shoes. Like, I could only imagine being a woman who's like practiced BJJ for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then, like, some other girl comes along that's like, you know, all jacked up on roids. Y- you probably don't feel great about competing against that. Person. Well, I think it's because you're so much stronger. Uh, well, I'm sure that they think it's an unfair advantage. Um, but well, you, you can say the same thing. I mean, they've done it for such a long time. They probably have the technique down better than you do at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's tit for tat. Now wait until you hear your, you get the technique down or if you, once you get like really proficient technique right. with 155 pounds coming at you. It's, yeah. It's pretty different, right? It's a whole different right. volume. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah I did, I've dated a girl who was 150 pounds and I dated a girl, my ex was 104 pounds. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's a big difference, right? <laughs> And that's a good segue <laughs> to the dating because I'm you really know I'm not going to date any guys that are smaller than me. That's right. That's a good segue into everything. 102, 104 pounds girl. Dating a girl who's 104 pounds, you can toss her around like nothing. I mean, I, I'd grab right. 130 pound dumbbells for God's sake. So eat 260 in total. And <laughs> she's so tiny and light. It's like, right. wind. you grab a girl who's a, who's a, you know, a figure it's competitor worth. at 150. You're like, hey, yeah. let's wrestle. <laughs> she can hang with you (laughs) but i mean that's why i think for women who are like thinking about using anabolics or thinking about kind of like going the extra mile with anabolics and maybe like being more aggressive with them is to keep in mind that the more that you virilize yourself and the more muscular you become as a woman the your dating pool gets smaller, smaller and smaller yeah. and smaller and small and the amount of people who are attracted to you get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and eventually you know especially for women who are more of like the women's physique and female bodybuilding like that it's getting even smaller it just got even smaller muscle well it like it actually is like a a sexual fetish for some guys so you also become a novelty to some men. But, and that's but, what I found with dating is like, in a lot of cases, I don't end up staying in long-term relationships with men because I'm a novelty for them. They want to know what the experience of having sex with a woman with a larger clit is like. But Jamie, and hold on. Let me let me interject here real quick. And let's yeah. talk about you, okay? I, I, for people that, I'm sure everybody's probably seen you. You look, you're fucking hot. Like you look amazing, right? I look at other women's physique competitors. Mm-hmm. There's different ranges. Yes. Oh, for sure. I saw one the other day on a video and I'm like, that's a dude. That's that's yeah. a jack dude. That is not a chick. That's a dude. That's gross. Right? Yeah. So there's different levels. And I think is depending on where they take it. And I totally agree with you. Right. The level of expectations from 
and it's difficult because I even like figure competitors that are bigger than than most men yeah. when they go lift. I, I was lifting with a girl uh, two weeks ago at a different gym. Uh, we used to kind of kind of yeah, kind of sort of date. anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you, guys, you guys used to fuck after you worked out. <laughs> she kind of sort of right. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that next, but it's coming because all the whole dating stuff is, we're we're rolling into it. But she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but she's like I can't date it. and like her and I we're, we talk we're, we talk every day we're friends yeah but you know she goes I, I'm like what's wrong with me I'm like well what are you fucking you're beautiful you got a great ass you got great tits you got great waist problem is you your voice is different okay? mm-hmm. and you're 37 mm-hmm. that plays a role I mean we're oh, gonna yeah. keep we're gonna keep it real here today guys ladies. Oh, yeah. we're gonna keep it real okay it don't matter how hot you are 40 year old woman that has has virilized it's different you yeah. talk about your pool getting smaller dudes oh, don't yeah. like a chick who's stronger than they are and not only that way. but like okay so say you're a woman who wants to date a guy who has their shit together a guy who actually you know maybe he doesn't like you know maybe he has like you know most people that have their shit together they have social events with work where right. you have to bring them to an event with your boss. Uh, or with I'm your, having deja vu. Coworkers. <laughs> Here's the thing, guys who are like, so I was, I I actually was dating, when I moved down here, I dated a guy who worked in um, medical device sales and he worked with brain surgeons. So he he sold a device that sucked out brain aneurysms. Yeah. Corporate so world, right? All of, all of like the meetings that he went to and stuff were filled with neurosurgeons. Yeah. So do you and like here's the thing I was the he was a schmo like plain and simple he loves big huge female bodybuilders <laughs> but here's the thing he can't he can't bring a 200 pound female bodybuilder to a in an evening gown with a bunch of neurosurgeons as much as we want that to be okay in our society today with all the like you know gender is a spectrum bullshit bullshit yeah here's the thing like his boss is not gonna think the same of him when he brings a 250 pound female bodybuilder to that event so here's the thing i was the most most socially acceptable version of what he likes. what he likes yeah like it's it's even that even me was like like um because like again when i open my voice when i open my mouth I have a deeper voice. Yeah. Uh, I like many times on the phone, I've had people that call me sir. sir yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, I think that women need to also realize that the, like, again, when you go up that kind of like, you know, that, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, like spectrum of virilization, right. then the it's higher so- you go up in that, the less likely you are going to have guys that want to bring you home to mom and dad. Okay. So let's, let's touch into that and I'll share my experience. Cause now we're getting into like the dating shit. Now we're getting yeah, serious yeah. here. So I had, you are basically describing me about okay two, two years ago okay? mm-hmm. because I was dating a girl who was a, one of the big mistakes that I made in my life. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, and she was a bikini competitor, but her voice was really like, you know, yeah. ran Anavar all year round. Right. And I, uh, my background, I think I mentioned is in aerospace. I've been an aerospace mm-hmm. executive for like 20 some odd years. So uh, I dealt a lot with Boeing, Airbus, some of the big executives, just right. guys. So yeah, like my thing was like, she, for a bikini competitor, she was squatting 275. 
Yeah. Okay, so she, her, she was developing. She wanted to get a little bit bigger. And I'm telling you, you know what? I need you like to maybe like, and not because I'm telling you what to do. Right. But when I, you're going to be very different. And right. people always talk about, I don't give a shit what people think. I don't give a shit what people think. This whole, I don't give a shit what people think. I honestly, and, and I'll let you interject in a little bit. I think it's bullshit because we live in a society, even Instagram, that we depend on what certain people think of you, okay? Mm-hmm. I care what my boss thinks of me. Right. I care what my colleagues, because you need to be seen in a certain light if you want to excel in your field. If somebody starts to look at you and be mm-hmm. like, man, like look who he's dating. What does that say about him? Right. You just changed your entire career in terms of where you can achieve, what you can achieve from an executive standpoint. Now, mm-hmm. if you're in the world of bodybuilding, that's a different story, but kind of like- and I was just going to say, I think it really depends on what field you're in. I think it de- depends on what sex you are. I think, I think there are a lot of, there are so many variables to that because I know for myself, I certainly, if I gave a flying fuck about what anyone thought of me, I certainly wouldn't be a woman's physique competitor. No, of course. Like it's, it's, you, it's because of the you know, industry that you're in though. But I'm talking right. about like, what I'm talking about is like people in corporate world, like I depend, like my reputation in, in aerospace matters to me right? because that's how I make my living. And I need people to take me seriously. Right. Right. In, in, in when you're talking about bodybuilding or that field, yeah, you, you gotta be who you are because right. that's going to be your following, like who you are. Well, not only that, but I, I think more specifically for women is if you give a shit about what people think of you, this, you are going to be depressed. You are going to fucking kill yourself. If yeah. you care about what people think of you and you are a woman who is going to use anabolics and you're going to be virilized, you are go. You are. You're done for. You're over. Yeah. Well, that, you that's that's. I think that's that negates. I mean, if you're once you cross that line into anabolic use as a female, you shouldn't really care what people think. Because here's you. the thing. Because you're, it's you're like, extreme. Even, even women who are bikini competitors, you look at some of the like comments that people make on their pictures, and they're like, "Ew, gross. That yeah. looks like a man. That's, that's right. disgusting. That's so gross." She's like, like "You could be 104 pounds." Here's the thing: mean, right? if, if you give a shit about what like that people say that like in that people are going to judge you for that then this is not the right sport for you like get off the bus i think it's different when you're talking about your personal life and when you're talking about your corporate business world um because a lot of times and and it's a world that every and we i've talked to plenty of people Mm -hmm. on this uh it's it's kind of like you depend everybody networks in aerospace, for example, everybody knows who everybody is. And it's important that you're seen in a, in a good way because right. everybody will gang on you if you start having that reputation of you're not what they think you are. Right. If you want to excel in that in that, in that field, right. it does matter. Now, on a personal level, like, look at me, right? I'm a hat, I'm wearing a t-shirt. People wouldn't recognize me when I go to meetings or work if they see me. Right. If my own personal Instagram, I don't give a shit like what people right. think because no matter what, you will always say find somebody that will talk shit about you. Oh, Check yeah. this out. This is what happened to me today. So I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you real quick. I was at the gym. I was full, like really full. I had a I had a meal mm. pump. And I love a meal pump, by the way. Uh, so I was fully full, and everybody that knows my life, my close friends, yeah. know that I actually I went for my uh, my MRI and my for my knee. 
I've yeah. had a torn ACL, torn MCL, torn meniscus for the last year and a half. And I was talking to, to Stephanie, an IFB figure pro, uh, and she's like, just get it done, man. Just get it done. You know, yeah. I, my legs were like shrunk. This girl, who's probably about 22 Asian, comes up to me. She goes like, you know, you look great, but I've never, ever, ever seen you lift leg, with, like work your legs out. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I have a torn MCL, so I can't squat. I can't do anything. Right. Uh, I'm very limited in the range that I can do. Not only have a torn MCL, I have a torn ACL and an MCL, but my doctor thinks that the MCL kind of fused, but the SCL, yeah. he goes, there's nothing there. So if you, if you ever want to be athletic and squat again, yeah, you're right. in reconstruction. So we're scheduling for that, right? But she's like, you know, but your legs, this is her comment. She goes, yeah. but your legs are shit. Uh. And I'm looking at her, right? And I'm looking at her and I'm like, okay. I'm like, if it was somebody like, a Jamie Pinder or somebody that actually looked good. Yeah. I could probably say, okay, I could swallow that. I mean, I have a reason because yeah. I have a torn MCL, but I'm looking at a five foot one chubby, chubby, yeah. <laughs> chubby. Right. So I turned around and I say, well, you know, I have, I have torn MCL and I have a torn ACL. I said, yeah. I can't really, I can't squat. I can't, I mean, I, it literally starts to hurt and it gets inflamed right. and swells. I said, what's your excuse for being so fat? Ooh. <laughs> right. I had to, because I mean, somebody needs yeah. to hurt some people like that. If I ask for your opinion is one thing. Right, right, right. right. But what, who, what gives you the right, right to say anything <laughs> looking like me. that, looking like a pudge ball yeah. right, to tell me anything? Like, right, right. I'm not, not that I'm impressive, but at the gym, I'm one of the, probably the fittest dudes in there anyway. Right. 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 So like, that is the kind of like the thing that I'm talking about. It's like, you will always find somebody without knowing your story or knowing what oh, you're going to, sure. we're going to critique you. Like you see it even on, even on bikini girls, like pages, like everybody's like, Oh my God. It's like, she looks amazing. Like I had, I, I did, a, I did a, like a bunch of bikini. Well, experience. here's the thing like that you have to keep in mind too, though, is if you are in bodybuilding, you uh, like, you are signing up for people to judge you. That's, that yeah, is, that's, that's what it is. What you're signing up for. You're signing up <laughs> yeah. to get on stage, take off all your fucking clothes and have people judge you. Right. So if you can't handle the heat, get the fuck out of the fuck kitchen. Yeah. You know? So it's like, but with that being said, I think that women need to understand what that fire is going to feel like. What is, yeah. Before they make the decision. But it's, it's being mentally ready too. It's kind of like dating, right? It's like, well, what can I find dating? Because you're bigger than every dude. Like, exactly. you know, it's like, I'm like, sweetheart, you're like pressing 55 pound dumbbells as a female. See that guy out there? And so, even so I think like another thing to think about is with women, or actually with men, even if you are an unattractive man. So say you got hit with the, like every single ugly branch when the you fell down gene. the ugly tree. Like <laughs> you so got, funny. you hit every branch. Like you are an unattractive man. And like, that's just your genetics. There's nothing you can do about it except for maybe get plastic surgery, but you're not going to do that. Well, if you are a driven man who is very successful and maybe even like Philip, Philip, philanthropic right. uh you know so and you have all of these qualities of like having drive having ambition you make a lot of money you're very successful you have all this you have all this power maybe you're a politician you have all this power guess what all of those things will make you very attractive to a woman 
where for women, having power, having money, having a good job, being very driven, I found in my life, in my still ugly as fuck. (laughs) Those things, those no, no, those things work against me. Yes, they work against me. I have I have been dumped by guys because I am too driven. Yeah. No, I believe it. No, I will totally. It's, 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 I'm it's, too driven. It's a double standard. It's definitely a double standard. So it's like it's it's interesting you say that because when you're dating and and I've I've talked to more women than men and this is why mm-hmm. I'm single. Yeah, my this is what my ex girlfriend would say. Um, and I've tried that my hardest because I don't cross the line. Yeah. But, but women tend to want to tell me their shit and I yeah. listen. And sometimes you just got to say no because my girlfriend's like in here and she doesn't like me in like my phone. Right, like right. 20 million girls trying to talk to me and whatnot. But anyway, not to toot my horn. Not that they're attracted. They're just like, fine. Right. That communication is very easy. Right. So anyway, uh, I tell them the same thing. It's like, look, it, men, men are you easily intimidated by a female yes. who's driven they're yes. easily intimidated by a female who's stronger and you're both and more suc- like and women who are successful because successful. guess what guess what when they're with you you know what that means they're gonna have to fucking step up their game that's right yeah no i told totally you because if you're if, if here's the thing if a man wants to keep the dynamics like the dynamics of like you know, that like the man makes more money. The man is more successful. If he wants to keep those dynamics and his, like his girl is already up here. That means he's going to have to supersede that. That means he's going to have to actually put some effort into his fucking life. You and know what, Jamie? The I'll tell you- that I talked to recently, like I, I, there's one guy that I was talking to and uh, so like very, very attractive guy. Like he's a, you know, he's into bodybuilding and he is super cute. But I asked him like, okay, like, who is the man that you want to be in five years? He didn't even, like, what? No, my ex was like that. I said, where do you want to be in five years? He goes, I don't know. No, not even, like, I didn't even ask where you want to be. What What kind of man do you want? Oh, man. This is crazy. Have you thought about what mm-hmm. kind of man you want to be in five years? Nothing. And, and, you, know, like, and you basically have it, like, I have an idea. And you I'm know like, what? That went from like, you're super hot to like a limp dick. <laughs> you know what's interesting? It's like the one of the things that we talk, even with Jeff, when we had our podcast, yeah. a little bit about success and like entrepreneurship, like you, I have it mapped out and I have a vision of where I want to be. Right. Right. But it's the biggest turnoff when, for me, uh, for, yeah. and I've, I, I'm, I'm a, look, I'm not going to come out as being sexist, but I do believe in roles. Okay. I yeah. dated, I dated an attorney. <laughs> I can already hear like a couple girls that I used to date. Like, oh my God, he's talking about her. <laughs> I dated an attorney. Okay. Like, I don't know how long ago, maybe like seven, eight years ago. Mm. You look at her. Okay, Jamie. Specimen. Like, yeah. Specimen. Like the cute five foot three, like tiny waist, bubble butt, like fucking beautiful. And I'm like, there's mm-hmm. something wrong with this bitch. <laughs> it's got ah. <laughs> One of the, she was, she, she actually partnered now for one of the biggest uh, law firms here in Seattle. Yeah. And you know what it was? Like she had this power control issue. Yeah. And it came out like within, I'm like, man, I'm loving you. Sex is fucking amazing. She's hot. Yeah. You know, this is like the kind made more money than I was. Not that I wasn't making money, but she was making a ton more money than I was. Yeah. And I was okay with it. I'm okay with it because I'm no, I'm no scrub. Like I make right. my own money. I'm, I do really well. But she was making a lot more. And right. she was younger than I was. 
and that didn't bother me because we both together and I was what I told like man with what I make and what would you make man we could make some right we could live a life and then within three weeks like the fucking rug came out <laughs> I mean yeah. this chick was telling me what to wear she was, oh. she was telling me like he was a boss babe oh man <laughs> like I'm pretty alpha like I'm major alpha yeah you're alpha Totally, right? Yeah. But I think that as a female, listen to this in my feet, my, yeah. my you need to allow your man to be a fucking man. Okay. Like, and if I, yes. you're not going to tell me, like, I know how to dress. I know I, all my right. suits are custom. All my suits are custom. Okay. Yeah. All tailor made. Okay. So I know how to dress. Yeah. I don't, you know, I'm wearing a red dress. So I think you need to wear a red tie tonight. I'm like, no, I don't want to wear a tie. No, no, no. I think you need to wear a red tie. To, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Because of fucking, I'm going to wear whatever the fuck I want to wear. I think she just went about that the wrong way. See, I don't see, wear beanies. She wanted me to wear a beanie she, every day. She should have used her her powers of p- pussy manipulation to oh, be like, shit. we don't oh, even have it in the wear that red tie mm. tonight. You know what I'll do. You know, like that way you can still get your fucking way, but you're letting him be his the alpha man because he's wearing it so he can get some fucking i don't know maybe anal tonight yeah Um, whatever it is but she was crazy it got to the point where you know she would actually make arrangements to go on vacation without even telling me it's like hey i'm i'm flying to fucking brazil that week right well why don't you just take it off because the only time i have like who the fuck did you talk to before you made these plans where do you got the tickets i got the hotel i'm like you're crazy you're absolutely yeah. you understand that I have a life and I have business and I have work and I do right and and then she had this thing about fucking beanies like fuck like Seattle's yeah. a beanie place and I'm I'm a happy I like calves right right I mean team I mean anyway uh and she wanted me to wear a fucking beanie all the time like I don't fucking Weird. wear beanies like yeah. she goes well you look good with a beanie I was like I don't look good with a beanie it's like but I want like can't like she would literally fucking buy me these beanies and put yeah. them in my fucking bed I'm like I don't wear a beanie. Like, yeah. I don't want so it was, it became like, everything was kind of like an ordeal or like everything she wanted me to, like, she wanted to force her way into getting whatever she wanted. And the stupidest things, if it was something major, right. Right. We talk about it. And I was like, I'm always the kind of person like, Hey, if it's something major, we can talk about it. Right. If it's something that is like, I really don't care. You can decide, you know, I had a, my, my ex-girlfriend moved in and she fucking changed my, my apartment around. She right. I was shit everywhere. I was like, you know, it's not me, but you know what? If it makes you feel better, comfortable, you're the, right. queen. you're the queen, go for it. Yeah. yeah. I'm giving well, her like, some power. Okay. I'm giving her the right to do that. So here's here's the thing is I think power dynamics are important and sure. roles are are important, right? The I don't think that what's like who has what role is as important as you both agreeing on what roles you have. Absolutely. That's really the key is agreeing on who has what role. Uh, and I think that's what really solidi- can like solidify and, and make things like work, you know? Um, but on the opposite end of, of what you're talking about is, you know, I, I think for, especially like women for myself, like the guy I was just talking about that like didn't know what kind of man he wanted to be in five years. At the same point, like he, he like, uh, like struck it good in the stock market. So he's like set for life. He doesn't have to work, right? So- even though he doesn't have to work and he has money, what's really unattractive is that he has no ambition. No, there's no drive. No ambition. There's no drive. So he sits around and plays video games and and it's just like, Fuck you that, know, so the, one of the problems, yeah. one of the problems with his, why his like ex broke up with him is because she like, she wants him to get a job and he's like, I don't need a job. 
No, you don't need a job, but you know what women like think is really on sexy and really unattractive? Someone with no fucking ambition to do anything in their life. Like that, that is, that's definitely like, uh, uh, you know, I dated a girl and and there is no age on this. Oh, by the way. Okay. So I, like, I think I told you lately, um, I was okay. I'm going to be fucking transparent. I don't give a fuck. Uh, lately, like I was approached and talking to girls that are like 22, 24. Oh, Jesus, man. That's what like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about dating. I'm talking about fucking. I'm talking about, I was, they actually come up to me and talk to me. And I'm like, yeah, my niece is 18. Like, I have an issue with that. I can't do that. So I, I, well, gone away from the 20 year olds completely. Even yeah. if you're like 29, 30. Okay. We yeah. talked a little bit, but. There is no age difference. The age means nothing, Jamie, other than maturity when you're talking about. I date I recently dated a girl who was 42. Yep. And like completely like, what do you want? I don't know. Well, what the fuck do you know? Yeah. What do you like? You just See, got the divorce. Like, I can't date younger men. Like younger men, like hard. <clears throat> but there's no difference. What I'm saying is like honestly, like 30, I went from a 35-year-old chick who was a figure a bikini competitor who just wanted to rave and did all this book i was like i don't have time for that shit right. to me it's like it's, it's like you're 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 30 fucking five yeah. acting like you're 24 right okay what are you doing with your life to improve and leave right. a legacy of improvement for you well i think i think that alone is really hard to find in people these days no matter what age they but i feel like the younger generate like guys that are for me guys that are under 30 or like around 30 they don't even know the concept of self-improvement it's not even it's not even a thought in their mind like trying to improve and be better and it's it's like foreign to them. Like the, and the guy who I asked about what kind of man do you want to be in five years? He's 30. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, you're like what? 35, 37, 37. So, I mean, yeah, it's hard. I mean, I I've gone and it's, and I find no difference. The only difference is that this, the 42 year old, I mean, she was, she's a mom. So she mm-hmm. had great qualities of like nurturing and doing right. things and very proactive and very quick, wonderful person. But it's like, what do you want to be? What do you want? Where do you see? I don't know. Like, I cannot handle, I don't know. Right. I can't do it. And then like Nina, which is like for me, and I'll put it on black. I don't give a fuck. Nina, which is a girlfriend that I had for four or five years. It's like the pinnacle of like everything that I could ever want in a female. Yeah. Like, you look, I, she is a fucking bar. That's a staple of what I needed, but we had other issues that we couldn't overcome. Right. right? right. So that needed to go. Yeah. But if, when you look at like, from a nurturing person, from a caring person, from, you know, she was smart. She was, you know, and she, one day she told me, she's like, I just want to be a mom and have babies with you. And like, it broke my heart. And I'm like, yeah. that's everything that I want. Right. Yeah. You have all the great, but we had other issues. And then I right. dated a 35 year old that wasn't fucking rave. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like what, what, yeah. that's your great sex, amazing fucking sex, but right. sex can only get you so far. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Like I always tell this to people, like I've been, I've dated some competitors and I've dated some gen pop. I don't, I will take, I will date a fat girl. I will date a fat girl. With oh, I won't date a fat person. No, I will. I'll tell you yeah. why. I will. I'll date a chubby girl. I, 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 my idea of fat and chubby is probably different than everybody else's. I think <laughs> like, my, you know, I don't need to date someone who's like a bodybuilder, but I need someone who's bigger than me, of which course. that's hard. Well, but I, I, also, that works out. Like, I want someone who takes care of themselves. 
Absolutely. Because I want someone I can grow old with. And if my, like when I'm 70, I'm going to fucking run marathons. So like, I don't want my 70 year old husband to, for me to have to fucking already wipe his ass at 70. No, I want him to run marathons with me. So, you know, that, and it's like how, like, if you're with someone who doesn't take care of themselves and you do, a, you're like, you're going to outlive them and like probably significantly. And B, how good is your sex life going to be yeah. when you guys are older? Because they're not taking care of themselves. Like, I tell you what they say, like the, the best sex of my life has yeah. always been with the worst people. Interesting. Okay. For me, me personally. Yeah. So my, my, one of my best friends tells me, well, you have a pattern. Like, look at your pattern. Right. <laughs> It's like they all look the same and they're all crazy. Oh, I, I have a pattern too. Mine is just emotionally unavailable men. We all have a pattern. So it's like up to us to break the pattern. Yeah. So that's why I said I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be so-and-so who's like 42, older mom. Right. You know, great, great, fantastic fucking she has her attributes. Mm-hmm. Right. But we couldn't make it work for what other reasons. And that's right. okay. I still care for her deeply. But the one, the biggest turnoff for me is like, what do you, where do you see yourself in five years? And you can't right. answer that fucking question. It's like, well, I'm going right. to do shit right now, but I want to do this. I want to, but do here's this, the thing. Do you, you are unique because a lot of men don't care about that. Like that doesn't make a, a woman more attractive. We talked about this. Just I texted you the other day. I said, "Remember, you're you're we were going yeah. back and forth on text." I said, "You know what makes you different? You're fucking relentless." I'm the right. same way, so I can appreciate somebody that's right. like. I think the biggest issue when it comes to dating men and women, vice versa, girls and men, is you have to know when to give somebody. I don't mind dating an alpha female. Like I'll, right. I and my my ex was very like she was the boss. Yeah, she come here and like brrr, I'm like, dude, this is your place. Do whatever you want. Right. But but when I don't like something and I say, hey, don't do that. Yeah. Like it has nothing to do about control. It has to do, it has more to do more about respecting the fact that right. that is right. a no-go for me. Right. And some alpha women have an issue turning that off. Some women have an issue turning that off. I, I agree. And I think that's it's also gets a lot worse when you're a woman who is already an alpha female and then you're on Absolutely. So that's where we're going on that next because I sex is off the fucking chain when you're Mm -hmm. dating. For me, I mean, like I do really well with 1400, 1900 test levels. My hormones are dialed in. I, you know, I'm good. I'm really good. I'm in a good place sexually. Like I can hang with any 20 year old, no problem. No issue. The problem is when when women are the running and, and this goes for men and women right when, when you're dating a, a a female that's running pads sex their sex drive is through the fucking roof oh yeah if you're not dating a man that is not at a par with you let's consider him gen pop you can yeah. be like this is what you got <laughs> right you know, exactly i had a guy literally because i remember i posted on my on my instagram saying hey you guys have any questions for jamie and i let me know so this guy was like, I have a hard time nutting. I can go in for like an hour and I just will not go off. <laughs> you think that's normal? No, it's the drugs. Right, right. Exactly. So it's, I mean, I think it's like, especially if you're a woman that's like my size, dating a gen pop guy is really just out of, it's just not even in the realm of, of possibilities for me. It never works out. It never, you, you be, like I said, you are a novelty item to those men. And then once they've kind of like 
tasted what it's like, then they're like, eh. But don't you get addicted? Because I got, I think I got addicted to this girl that I was dating. She was running some stuff, but she was still a bikini competitor. She was little. Yeah. And um, I mean, sex was just fucking stupid. Like, stupid. oh, I and mean, it's I, unfortunate that's all it was because she's a she's dumb as a brick. But I mean, I have to say that like PEDs and all of that, like it only improved my sex life. Although there was a point when I was like, when I used like my heaviest cycles, it actually made it so that my clit was so sensitive that I like sex started to hurt. Um, So there is like, I feel like for myself, there was a point where it was just like, this is too much and I don't like this. And it's actually took away from my sex life. So let me ask and you I also question. know that like using a lot of anti-estrogens, if you completely annihilate your estrogen, it's going to do the opposite for your, your libido right. and you'll have no libido and you won't be able to get wet. So, you know, if you are a woman who you're on a bunch of androgens and you're also on a b- bunch of anti-estrogens and you're like, why does my sex drive su- suck? Well, you probably have like no estrogen at all. Um, can, I, but, can, I, can I ask you a question yeah. real quick? So, sure. Chick, I don't know that this is real, but th- th- I have these are the kind of conversations I have with women sometimes. Yeah, this is why I'm single. Uh, <laughs> um, this lady who's very attractive, yeah, she's how old is she? She's 38, 39, 38, 39. Uh, mm-hmm. she's bikini. I met her in Dallas, and uh. <clears throat> I met her at a bar in fucking Dallas. She's like, you compete. I'm like, no, I don't compete. She goes, I compete. I said, we started talking. But anyway, um, she was telling me that she's like, I'm natural. I said, you're not natural. Yeah. Like, she goes, I'm natural. She was bikini, but she looked more like figure. Okay. Right. And uh, I'm like, no. And then we start talking, right? We're having wine. We're sort of talking. And she says, well, my doctor puts this pellet on me like, oh, Jesus. You're not natural. <laughs> That's no. testosterone. But anyway, make it long story short. She started, we start. We started talking. This is years ago. Yeah. Um, he starts telling me, he's like, man, I have the highest sex drive that I've ever mm-hmm. had in my life. She's like, I actually literally uh, will drive. And sometimes if I fucking drive through a really like bumpy road, like I can orgasm like while driving without an issue. Yeah. She's like, that's how sensitive my clit is right, right. now. Like I can't even take it. Like my, my, this is the, this, this, this is the killer. Yeah. My husband. And I was like, you're what? <laughs> Yeah, I'm like you're here at a bar in Dallas talking to me about your clit and your sex drive. And you're married, right. and you don't even wear a ring. She goes, "Yeah, I'm married," but this is weird as fuck. Yeah. Right? Anyway, she's telling me all these things. Like, yeah, and like he can't, he just can't keep up. Yeah. Yes, he just can't keep up because I'm like I'm insatiable. Like, like I always like I feel like I need it at least like every day for at least at least once a day. Yeah. Like, Man, that is that's a lot of sex. It's a lot of fucking, especially if you're dating a gen pop guy. It doesn't right. do anabolics and right. he's an orthopedic so he's in surgery he's busy running right. his business it's like so what are you doing all the time like well i'm here at bars hanging out with you <laughs> so i i found that like there was a sweet there is a sweet spot and i feel like i have it now where it's like because i microdose like my anabolics and i'm much more mild um like i feel like i get the good sex drive yeah. and like my orgasms are absolutely like out of this world crazy. Um, but back in the day when I used more anabolics, I actually like if I had sex with my husband in the morning, if I went to go do cardio right at like my fasted cardio, it was too uncomfortable. Uh, like it was just what made too, it uncomfortable? too swollen. Oh, I see. Like, like my clit would like rub up against my clothes and it would like really hurt. Yeah. And I actually got like, 
I feel like there's a point where it's too much and you like don't even want to have sex because so you think she was you think she was being legit because I didn't believe it back yeah, then. Yeah, oh I, I believe it. Just driving? I mean, that seems far-fetched, but I suppose it's possible. Wow, because I mean I I've I've seen some sensitivity before in my life, but yeah, like, I'm thinking like driving, like driving, like you're literally like, driving and you're just like you can orgasm. She goes, Yeah, well, I have a ring too. And I'm like, oh well, that kind of like makes it well, like now you know, when I'm on cycle, I can still like, I can come like multiple times. Right. But when I was using too much, I would come once. And then that was like, don't touch me. Like you don't fucking touch me because it's just way too fucking sensitive. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of like a dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. So talk to me a little bit about, since I share a little bit about my experience, these are old experiences that I've had yeah. on PDs. And then women that are natural, that are gen pop, like they can't keep up. Like yeah. I really want to have like a lot of sex and they're yeah. like, like once I'm done. I can't, I'm done. And it's right. like, man, I still want some more. Right. And I'm not running heavy gear, but my, right. my libido is pretty high. My stamina is pretty high. So I'm always wondering, it's like, what's, what's the balance like? Because I don't like I like I said earlier. I want I I'm fine dating what I consider a, a thick girl, which is fine with me. You can, right. you can I always say this this thing about about people in general. You can change the body, okay? You right. can change the heart, and you can change the mind. Right. If your values are not aligned, you're not changing that shit, and you're not going anywhere with that person. Right. But if you can find a way to teach somebody that wants to work out but just doesn't right. know how, wants to eat better but just doesn't know how, hey, come to daddy. Like yeah. we can talk. See, I don't, I don't take on cases like, or I call them cases. I don't take on dudes like that. Cause you know what? I've, I've had this experience too many times where a guy starts dating me and like, he's like, Oh, you motivate me to go work out. And then like, he yeah. just keeps on coming up with different excuses why he's not doing it. And then I'm just like, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't want to be someone's reason to get into shape. I don't want, cause like, here's the thing. Eventually that person is going to resent you for it. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. So, so it's like, I want somebody who on their own <laughs> yeah. already takes care of themselves. I don't have to be, I don't have to fucking be coach. I don't got to help them with their diet. I don't have to be like, hey, honey, you got to go to the gym today. When's the last time you lifted? No, I want somebody who already takes yeah. care of themselves. Yeah, no, this is what my, my ex was like, an ex, like the ex-ex, but the ex-ex, ex-ex was like that. Or we actually, we Joy was like, hey, we're going to the gym. We're going to crush some fucking iron because she lives yeah. and I live. Right. And that, that to me was ideal. But right. what I've noticed is I can't handle women on PDs. Like I can't, like I tried. It's like, hey man, like you need to turn that shit down because it's like getting fucking yeah. fuck. Like you're like, well, like we you're making me tap out and I'm like- There are different <laughs> levels. Like I talked about in uh, one of my YouTube videos, like my YouTube video on dating is there are different levels. So like when I was- you know, just doing a cycle of Anavar, it really didn't have any effect on my relationship. Oh, because it's mild. I mean, right. Yeah. But, you know, when I was, you know, stacking different compounds and doing more aggressive cycles, it had a major impact on my sex life, on my relationships, the way I treated people. Um, so I do feel like, you know, there's a, there's a spectrum, right? Right. 
How do you, how do you handle that? I mean, I, I know you're talking about people that, that you date, that you can never date somebody that doesn't work out, which I'm the, I'm the same way, but I struggle because all the girls that are like working out, like, Oh my God, you're like this or whatever, you know, like, how old are you? Like 24, 25. I'm like, fuck man, we're 30 year old girls. Like, women. like, you know what? Let me rephrase that. Where the fuck are the 30 year old women that want a successful man that loves to work out that can handle me at my worst and me at my worst is me being super fucking swamp busy, but I make time for people that I care for. They're on PED. So you don't want to date them. Yeah. That's probably, see, see my problem. That's my problem. I'm fucked. <laughs> well, so, listen, I mean, uh, like I ask myself all the time is like, well, you know, why is it that I can't find a guy? Like, you know, I'm successful. I've achieved great things in my life. I feel like I'm a pretty decent person uh you're beautiful shut your mouth but it's like (laughs) i the same thing like why can't i find a guy who just takes care of himself that's a driven that that's driven and successful that i don't have to fucking be his babysitter for anything in his life you intimidate them you intimidate guys those guys you part of it is i like being a high achiever i think it's hard for high achieve like i think it's hard for high achieving women to find mates um It's true. You know, and like alpha women, because I don't know, like, I don't think, I think in order for an alpha woman to find a really good, or at least one like myself, because I want an alpha man. I don't want one of these schmoes that wants me to fucking crush him with my thighs. I ain't dating no pussies, what you're saying. I want like a real manly man. And A, I think just the... I think just like the culture right now where you have effeminate men everywhere. You have men with skinny jeans and bun hair and, you know, they don't work out and they're putting on makeup and not that there's anything wrong with that, but that is not the type of dude I want. I want the dude with the big burly fucking beard and the truck and the, you know, you, you know, does gun shit. And, you know, like I want a manly man and those are just, becoming more and more rarely they're out there but i think that it's very difficult because toxic masculinity let me ask you a question bullshit let me ask you give me all the toxic masculinity (laughs) give me those men let me ask you a question let me ask you a question can you handle an alpha man can you can jamie pinder handle an alpha man that's what i want and that's the thing is that's what you want that's what you want than me hold on hold on listen to this like let's be honest okay because I kind of have an idea of who you are. Okay, we've been talking yeah. for a little bit here. So, and I, I'm appreciative of who the person you are because you're no bullshit like me. I'm fucking no bullshit. Like, yeah, I say what's on my mind. At times when I'm in, at work, it's different. But when it comes mm-hmm. to my podcast or whatever, I'm open. Okay, so as Jamie Pinder, as a female competitor, as a women's physique athlete, looking the way you look because you are very attractive, mm-hmm. as you. successful as you are, because you mm-hmm. are. Can you handle an alpha man and know how to turn it off when necessary? I absolutely like, here's the thing I've learned from my past relationships and I've learned what not turning that off leads to. Uh, So I think just from life experience, I learned how to do that. I think sometimes I think a lot of women don't learn how to do that because maybe they're in marriages where the husbands are just going to be like, okay honey uh whatever you want uh yeah. you know i think there's there's a balance and I, you nailed it because i think one of my exes was like that she's like t- she was used to dating guys who were totally like and she's like i want a man and like hey that's me but and i'll let you i'll let you do whatever 
if it doesn't matter to me, like right. it's not a big deal, go yeah. for it. I don't need to act. I give you all the power. But when I say, eh, eh, hey, that's and that's the hard line right there. Like, I don't like that shit. Knock it off. Well, I think there's also a difference between Jamie, the competitor, and Jamie, the mate. You know, when we we have different roles sure. for different people. And I dated one guy uh, after I got divorced. And, you know, he was really surprised. He's like, you know what, Jamie? Like, you know, I know that your exterior, like, you know, you're a very like alpha female, you're very driven and successful. He's like, but I think what a lot of people don't see with you is that you are very soft and you like, I'm very affectionate and cuddly. And I'm very like, you know, I'll go out of my way for my partner to like leave them little notes. And, you know, like, I'm just very sweet and affectionate. And for him, he's like, I would have just never expected that from you. So I think that the way you come across then maybe have you thought about that? Because you're very dominant. I mean, I can see you. Right. You're like, you're like you walk into a, into a gym and it's kind of like, because you have this glow. Right. And I'm not trying to flatter you. I'm just being honest. Like I can feel your energy sometimes. It's like, kind of like, you know, all eyes are going to be like, right. Right. You're going to stand out like a sore thumb. Right. Right. It's kind of like, that's intimidating to some men, some men where it's like, she walks into a room and everybody's going to look at her. Right. I walk into the room and I just blend in. Right. I, I think it also takes a very strong man to be with yeah. someone like myself, because again, like I put myself out there on social media and I, the things I talk about, not every guy is going to be okay with his girlfriend talking about her clit on the internet. Uh, you know, like, I don't think this is bad. You know what I used to tell my ex-girlfriend because she's a bikini competitor and some of the shit that she was posting was just a little bit, I'm traditional and I get it. I totally get it. You compete, whatever. But it's like, can you leave something for me? Right. Right. Like, right. Because I want to be special. Like you got to leave something for me. Yeah. Right. Because if you, if you basically, I'm a big fan of this too. It's like, I don't like you posting pictures of our bedroom or your bedroom or whatever. That's very intimate right. to me. Like right. you don't invite the entire planet on Instagram. Into that. To the, to I agree. That, that I to agree. me is like, I'm, I'm, I think I, we talked a little bit about energy. I'm huge on energy, right? right? Whatever you put out there is that energy that you put out there. That's what you're going to reap the benefit of. And like, there's certain things that I don't show for right. a reason. Even when you see me take a picture, sometimes I look like this. Why? I don't really like people looking into my eyes because that the eyes are, you can absorb a lot of people's energy by looking right. at them. I'm very private. Like, right. Even for, for a whole year, nobody knew what certain roles that I played with certain companies that I owned. Right. Right. And I wanted it that way. Cause I wanted to keep well, I'm like very private with my private life. So when I date someone, I don't put pictures of me and them dating. Like yeah. I, and honestly, and it's like, hard. It's so hard on them. I'm very open about yeah. like, you know, I'm open up about a lot of things, but I keep my, like my personal life, like my, very personal. and I, because again, I don't feel like I owe like a lot of, I think it, there's a lot of pressure in people on Instagram that Super. they feel like that, like it's owed to the world that they have to post everything. Yeah. And I know even for myself, like I'll take breaks from social media where I won't be on for a week, two weeks, fucking three months whatever and people will be like oh where have you been and like they're like mad at me and it's just like no you don't understand like like you don't like you don't have ownership over like i don't owe you anything i don't owe the problem there's a problem though because those people that are putting 
their entire lives, excuse me, <clears throat> on social media. I always say this, so check this out. You have, how is it possible that we're, you and I, you, you have 100,000 followers, but it's because of your accomplishments, right? As, right. as an Olympia athlete. How is it that I spend my time and we put so much good content out there? So pharmaceutical stuff, you know, mm -hmm. science-based stuff, podcasts, things that it can educate people. But that chick that's cute, that doesn't know a deeply shit about anything, but posts pictures of her being a clown has 80,000, a million followers, right? Because well, you know how the algorithm works now, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's there's- engagement. It, uh, what? It's engagement. It is engagement, right. That's so all it is. So it's like, you can post a million times a day, but what matters is real-time engagement. Right. That's right. all that matters right that, now. That's, that's what I'm talking about. So they're like basically getting more, more people. So all they, they fight the whole world into their lives. Most 20-year-old girls, they spend their entire day. Hey, on this. this, right. This is what they do all day long. Because all that's what Instagram We're like, is. I'm in the real world, man. Like, yeah, I'm the same I way. I live on my phone. Like, I, my ex would be like, man, baby, can you please just put it down for an hour? I'm like. That's how oh, I'm my living, not, especially when I'm building something up and I had to learn. And then I started doing this. No joke. Yeah. I know you're listening, by the way. So <laughs> I started doing this. Okay. Put it down. So I'll see it because my yeah. phone will have a, right. there's days I'll have hundred DMs on my phone. Right. And so I put it down and then it's like, why are you putting your phone down? What yeah. are, you, what are yeah. you hiding? I'm not hiding anything. Yeah. One day I was working I'm out. Present. And I know you're listening, so check this out. So I'll show you something really funny. I was working out with her at the gym. Let's see if I can bring it up. And um, you're going to laugh. And I, we're lifting, right? Mm -hmm. Hold on. I got to breathe. I got to show you. You're going to laugh. Uh, if I can find it. Now I can't find it. Anyway, we're, we're lifting weights. And I'm listening to music. And she's, she gets annoyed because, like, there will be, like, my phone started, like, okay, my, my phone started vibing and messages coming all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Okay, can you, you probably can't see, can't see it. Okay, you see. Okay, yeah. Okay, there's a girl, that, there's a girl in there. Anyway, there's a girl in there um, that was laying down like this. So she yeah. hold them, it's a video. It's a yeah. video of, uh, uh, of a hip hop song that I like from the 90s, right? Right. Uh, the 90s. So she gets mad. Her whole demeanor changes. I'm like, what's wrong, baby girl? Nothing. Okay. So we finish our workout. I know something's wrong. She's like, we walk out. She goes, who the fuck was that chick on your phone? <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm like, that's a video. I'm like, here's the thing is like, if you're like, if you're worried about that with your partner, yeah, yeah. walk away. Yeah, it's hard. But you know what? I, I put myself in her shoes though, because there were a lot of girls that were sending me messages on, on DM. But here's the thing either hard. you trust your partner or you don't. And, and I you, told her, I don't cross like, the line. But it's like, you in, as a male, I dated bikini competitors men have no shame on, right. on, on social media. So oh, well, that's why I say it's going to take a strong man to be with me because I get everything from like on like pictures, like when I post pictures to ew, that's gross to, Oh, you're so hot. Like, Oh, like, you know, like I want to fuck you all that. Everything, like, you know, all that shit. As I think this is a message for everyone as a male or female. Cause I get, I have gotten some interesting messages as well. You have to understand where you're at in your life. And this is what I told my ex. It's like, mm -hmm. I know what I want with you and where I want to be tomorrow, right. next week, and in five years. All of this shit that you see and you know, I already have a vision for where right. I want to be next year. So 
if I wanted to be fucking around with somebody, because I I got some messages and some pictures of girls that are like, okay, um, right. um, it's how you handle it right. and what role you, how you represent your partner. Like, you're my girl. Like, I'm with right. you for a reason. Because if I wanted to be fucking around, then you and right. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be driving three hours to go see you, Minori, mm-hmm. right? So you got to have be strong enough to understand that's part of, unfortunately, part of social media, how we make our living. Right. That's part of the dynamic. Right. Right. I was just, I was talking, I only said dating. I was talking to some other girl who's like 32, really good looking girl. And I got to a point where like, I wanted to man- make men to the mistakes that I've made in the past, primarily right. because of the so- whole social media. So it's like, okay, I'm never going to fucking do this. Yeah. Because I'm transparent. And I told her there's going to be times where like, I'll be working on my laptop and like people from all over the world or country right. in the world will video chat me though. And I don't accept right. any video chats at all, like at all. Right. right. But it's like, who's that? I'm like that. I can't do that. Like you're going to have to understand that I can't be questioned 20 million times over every single little thing that happened. Right. You got to have an understanding that I'm with you because I want to be with you. Right. And you're with me because we, we have choices. Right. You could be a five foot one troll looking ugliest man or five foot two ugliest female in the world. You have choices as a female. You can still go to a bar and get laid because men don't give a shit. Okay. So I understand that you're here in my place where I share my entire life with you. It's because I want to be with you. Right. I've made a choice. You have to trust me. I'm like on the other side of that. Like, there have been guys I've dated who I'm at their house. I'm sharing that space with I them yeah. and they're fuck boys. Yeah. Let's talk about the fuck boys. Let's talk about the fuck boys. Okay. So this, this change topics. Talk about that. So I didn't know what a fuck boy is until Alexis. And we're just going to give Alexis one of our, our, our <laughs> a good client of mine. Let's just say that. It was like, Hey, Ron, he looks like a fuck boy. I'm like, what the fuck is a fuck boy? So yeah. You date fuckboys or you've dated fuckboys? And what are your, what's your experience dating some of these guys? That being you, being the, the, the borderline celebrity in the bodybuilding world, right? What is that yeah. like for you? Like dating some of these dudes that are just like, you would consider a fuckboy? Well, I, I think the most frustrating thing is most of them, well, I mean, I think the whole principle of a fuckboy is they lead you on to think that they want something that you want to, and they make it seem like that. And they, so they're, they prime you for it. So they act mm-hmm. like you're their, like their girlfriend and they say, oh, I'm not talking to anyone else. And like, they're all, they're like, you know, like love bombing you. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you end up sleeping with them maybe once, maybe a couple of times. And then they're like, they Gone, disappeared. disappeared. It's like, whoa, where Where'd you go? What happened there? Um, and it's like, to me, it's like, I'm a very, like, I'm very like open person. It's like, if you just want to fuck, just let me know you want to fuck. Like, there's no reason for you to do this whole song and dance. Like, why are, like, just tell me you just want sex. Like, I like sex too. Like, maybe we can have an arrangement. Like, that's okay. But don't fucking wait. Like, the, <clears throat> my most precious, my most precious commodity in my life is my time. And when you fucking waste my time, the problem that is the worst fucking thing you can do to me. Like, don't waste my fucking time. Like, there's one guy I'm talking to right now. Like, he's he's an awesome dude. He's a high achiever. He's hot as fuck. And but like, we already know that like he lives far away. Like, it's not gonna work. Like, our lives are in two different places. It's not gonna work. But you know what? 
we're going to fucking meet up and we're going to have some banging sex. Like, but we've already established that we're going to be friends that have sex. Like, that's it. That establish those lines where fuck boys. Like, why are you wasting my time with saying, good morning, baby. How are you today? Oh, like. Copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste. <laughs> you. Oh my God. You're all I can think about. Well, like, stop. Stop yeah. wasting my fucking yeah. time. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. the biggest thing. Is like I think time is one of those things that we have that's precious. And once it's gone, it's gone. And and yeah. one of the reasons why. And I work really hard to fix my relationship. Last one, because um, I saw value. But then I they kind of turned off the second that I realized like you have no vision of where you want to be and no vision right. of where you're going. I do. And if right. you, you're either in the sandbox or on that train that is. My train is a fucking jumbo fucking fast speed motherfucker that is right. going a hundred thousand miles an hour. You get to decide to be in the train or right. you're going to be like outside the train. That train is gone. So you right. get to decide not that I'm tooting my horn. I'm just saying right. that's who I am. My life is just moving so quick. Right. right. I make time for people that matter. And I think you would make time for people that matter as busy as you are. Exactly. You but it's, 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 I think the fuck boys make that very difficult because they put on this like peacock display yeah. that they, they do want what you want and they're, they're all about it. And it's just like, why are you like, why are you being a fake bitch? Like yeah. stop being a fake bitch. Like what the it's fuck? Like a is game. Do you find this more like with older guys or more of the younger dudes? Both. I, I feel like there's no age discrepancy See, there. I, I'm with you with that because I find I tried dating a 40 year old and I'm like, you're no different than dating that 30 year old moron that I was dating before. And I would say that like at least older guys, they they like have their shit together. They yeah. kind of like know what they want. Mm-hmm. Where the younger guys, they they don't have any ambition. They have no drive to do anything with their Probably lives. They're just nowadays. lazy sacks of like, give me government aid. You know, like it's very rare for me to find a younger guy who has ambition, that has drive, that actually like likes hard work. Um, there are bodybuilders. What's your experience dating bodybuilders? Because I mean, I've shared my, my experience dating bodybuilders, and I'm, I'm I'm dead serious when I tell you I will date a gen pop girl that just wants to work out and hang out and enjoy a meal with me. Oh my! I think it really depends on the bodybuilder. Um, you know, I like there are bodybuilders that I would think like. I, a pro bodybuilder probably not like a pro that's actually competing i Check i don't know i would have thought that you would be like that's your thing like a pro bodybuilder like these mass monsters open heavy i mean and, like i i like that look and like i'm attracted to those guys yeah. but i also know the reality of living that life like that guy is he's not going to be around for that long yeah if i marry a pro bodybuilder i'm probably going to be a widow yeah, see, you keep it real because it's very true. I, I'm like I, I again. I don't need a bodybuilder. I want somebody who takes care of themselves. Bodybuilding is not taking care of yourself. It's very true, especially like, like uh, and especially if we're talking pro level. Oh yeah, pre- the elite, pro elite level, levels. Elite like level. your like you know, if I marry that guy, my husband is is giving himself a an early grave. Like yeah. You're you know. seeing it left and right. Well, I'm a little different because like I can't, I've tried dating somebody my age. I just can't. Number one, I can't. And I'll tell you why I can't. I can't date people younger than me. I can't date people my age because they don't look great. Like, have you seen what a 45-year-old woman looks like? I'm 44. Masters Nationals, man. Those, like, especially those bikini girls. Whoo. 
But I mean, they're hotter than some twenty-year-olds. I know, but you're looking at that point zero one percent. That's not. There's not that many of them around. I mean, you're around them because you coach. But in living in the real world, I walk into my gym tonight. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. walk into my gym tonight, and I can pinpoint one, maybe that girl's in shape. That's a girl who's in elite shape, and she's. But I think that's like overall, like any. That's what I'm saying, though. That's what I'm saying. But overall, I mean, in general, in general. Right. I think the only thing the younger girls have over the older girls is that their skin is tighter because they're not their skin. Like, well, they're, they got like those little tight little pink pussies. Like that's, yeah, that's what you're getting out of the, that's the difference. But there's still, there's just still as many fat 20 year olds are there. Yes. yes. But it's not even that. What I'm saying is like, I just look at them and I'm like, man, cause I'm 44. Yeah. And all, the only girls that are, that are black chicks, and really young girls. Like, I want to find somebody that's a la par with me. Meaning, yeah. you don't have to be like my age. You can be in your right. 30s. I'm good with that, you know? Um, but more than anything, enjoy working out because right. I do. Like, to me, it's a religion. Like, I, I, it's hard for me to miss a day. Like, right. I'll take my days off, of course, or my weekends or whatever. My two days, I find, like, that's my recuperating time. But mm-hmm. you have to have, the, you have to at least live the lifestyle because... Right. That's part of who I am. Could you imagine if you date somebody that has nothing in common with not the music, not the workouts, not the best time that I've had dating with somebody, unfortunately, was the, the, a bikini competitor who we would wake up and go for walks in the morning because she had yeah. to get her, her walks in. That was happy for me. Right. Uh, you know, going to work out. Hey, we're working out. What's going to be working out? What are you hitting? Shoulders? Can I hit him? Absolutely. Fucking just go crush some shit up. Right. You, you can hang. Like literally, yeah. and is that even the way? You know what it is? It's a drive and the fucking intensity that they lift with. But you are you're rare because most guys think see that as a turnoff. I don't like the biggest. The, my biggest, my most. I know that when I've like, gone to the gym with guys, that's been a deal breaker. No shit, I can't oh, believe yeah. that. Like the best times that I've had lifting have been with some of these girls that can push more than the weight. It's the intensity. Right. Because they compete. Oh, obviously. that scares a lot of guys. You know, it's intensity. So, like, okay, not many girls, like, my ass is used by me. Like, I'm, I'm doing, you know, incline bench 305 or, or whatever. I actually can trust her to spot me. Right. Like, you know, that skinny guy, you probably can't spot me, but I trust her because she knows how. Right, right. So I need to have, I want to have that. But if yeah. I don't have that, you know what? I'll compromise and be like, you know, you're in your 30s. You're, you like to work out. You don't compete. I'm okay with that. You're a little pudgy. Yeah. We can work on that. But you know what? You have a big heart and you take good care of me and you look after my best interest. That's, that's all I would want. Yeah. And have vision. Like, where do you want to be like five years? I have a hard time. We talk about this with Jeff. It's like, yes, you can, you not having a vision is a deal breaker for me nowadays. Like oh, yeah. huge for me, like huge. Like you don't have to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to be an right. attorney like my ex- girlfriend was a little psycho uh but you what are you i you know what i want to be here in five years right. and this is what i'm going to do to achieve it now right. it doesn't mean it's going to happen because life's like this like, right right but you have an idea of where you want to be that's the you know, i'll tell you what like i haven't found any guys under 30 that when i ask them no. what kind of man they want to be in five years any of them have a fucking clue you won't baby girl you won't no. i promise you you won't. And I think that's the reason why some of these girls that are deviating towards me is like, 
I'm like, you're too young for me. Like, I'm 27. I'm like 44. But you look 35. I'm like, I'm 44, though. That's the yeah. reality. Like, I can't be with a, I mean, I can't, but, you know, it would be just sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, it'd be fun. I don't know. Don't you, do you find that sex with older women is better than younger yes, women? Yes, absolutely, because they know their body. I feel like, like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing when I was no, 20. Like, you probably I didn't. Am, like, I are you kidding? Like fucking, I blow it out of the water now. Like, well, it is number one is you're more experienced. Like, you know, your body, right. At 35, 36, 30, right. your thirties. Uh, you know, your body, you know, Here's the thing. Get you if you're that point. Fucking a 20 year old, that's exactly what you're doing. You are fucking a 20 year old. When you have sex with like, with a 37 year old woman, woman. Yeah. you're now you guys are actually having sex. You're it's not just fucking some yeah. girl like starfishing <laughs> you know what it's cute because you're right their pussy's yeah. tight their body's tight the skin is tight they look great naked and then you get to that point where you're like hmm. okay that was cute right. that was nice right. right you know but it doesn't fucking make your toes curl right you know? yeah and it's different for men because man you, you 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 get off and you're cool right you're good. But, but I mean, there is a, a difference. difference. Like, there is a difference. Sex is different when, like, don't you agree that when your partner is like way into it and she's like, she's Absolute. fucking coming like crazy, Absolute. like that sex is way better than the 20 year old's like, oh, yeah. I don't really know what an orgasm is really like. Absolutely. It's, it's, you, know? it's, you start, I think that's when you start getting more into intimacy, right? right. When you start getting more into intimacy. And if you care for that person, like, I don't think I could date somebody that I don't. Like I, I could, I could, I could. That's not true. I'm saying I don't think I could be with somebody in a relationship where mm. it's just like she's okay. Like right. I, I, I met a chick one time, a girl one time, and and she was like engaged, and I'm like, are you happy? She's like, it's okay. I'm like, dude, that is like the worst answer Ugh. you can say when you're engaged to somebody. Well, I've been busy together for a long time, like. Baby girl, that is the worst thing. You need to get out of that relationship. Oh, like when you're engaged or when I was somebody, if I'm dating you, okay? If I'm dating you, for example, Jamie, right. I would want you to tell me my man is so fucking, when I look at him, man, I'm just like, fuck. Right. So like you want to see them in a different light. When I look at my girl, I'd be like, okay, my girl's hot. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is listening to what I'm going to say, ladies. There's always somebody hotter than you. Right. Okay. And you could be like, smoke, man, that chick is smoking hot. But that queen over there, that one's mine. Right. That's mine. With her flaws, with her, with her assets, that one's mine. That queen is mine. And that's all that matters to me. You could be hotter. You could be younger. You could be cuter. Whatever the fuck you want. But that one, she knows me. Right. That one puts up with, like, my days of, like, stupidity sometimes. Where I'm like, you know what? Mm -hmm. Sorry, babe. If you forgive me, I apologize. That was harsh. Whatever. It's a balance. Like they always talk about, you don't ever want to be, this is, this is a hard one. Okay. This is a hard one. Cause I kind of believe it, Jamie. I really believe yeah. it. They talk about, you never want to be with somebody that's your best sex ever. Okay. Not the worst, not the best. You want to be somewhere. I don't, in the I don't agree with that. Cause I, I feel like that concept, but I'm saying I to believe it. Like, I feel like in a really solid, good relationship, you have such good communication skills that if if the sex at first isn't your best ever, it's going to be because well, get better. your relationship is going to be so good. You guys are going to make it the best ever. I believe in chemistry. I had a person in my life that was like amazing, the most amazing human being, but just intimacy wasn't, wasn't there. That's the reason why we broke up. Right. But 
I don't think you can, you, I can compromise for that, but I'll be honest with you. There's it, a difference between chemistry and having really good sex though. But I mean, don't you think that you have to have chemistry to have good sex? You but I, good I, sex I agree you have to have chemistry to have good sex, but I don't think that, I, I don't think that like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, but I think that like having the greatest sex, like even if the chemistry is there, but the sex is, cause you can have chemistry and the sex can still be mediocre. You know what I think? I think that, and I'm starting to believe that theory because, okay, we're talking about sex. We're talking about right. sexual function, sexual, just that fire. I right. used to look at my girl, I'm like, man, I just like, I would come out from a trip. I would go to South America or Europe for a week or two, sometimes just for a couple countries. I come home like, damn, like this is all I want. Right yeah, now. yeah, we're not going anywhere this weekend. Give me tonight to catch up on my jet lag, but tomorrow it's on, right? Um, um, yeah. I mean, but that's how. I mean, so you should, should be the partner that makes you feel that way. So now check this out. But I have noticed that the best sex sometimes doesn't check the other boxes. So what do you mean? Meaning in terms of like um, dry, we're talking about professionalism, goals. Uh, if you're tender, how are you? Are you affectionate? Are you? So sometimes you just are, it's just sex is so good that yeah. you compromise everything else. And I think the whole theory behind you want to be with somebody that is not your best ever. You want to be with somebody that's like right here, not bad, but maybe not the best, but checkbox, like you can check mark all that other shit that's detrimental to your relationship. Right. I mean, yeah. And I think that maybe the sex isn't the best ever yet, but it's, it can be if you have all those other boxes checked. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Yes, in late. I totally agree with you. So this is awesome. Uh, as always, always good to talk about things and, uh, it, it sheds some light in terms of like dating primarily in our, in our world. Right. Because it, it's very difficult. And I've talked to coaches that are very elite and like, man, I just couldn't find a girl. And now I find a girl and she's awesome. But yeah. she, and this is what they tell me. She wasn't my first choice. Like, well, right. you, you need to really think about things and the way that right. you process your life. Anyway, guys, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, we've been on for longer than I really care, but it always flies through. Jamie, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you always. so much for having me. It's a blast. I'm going to try to edit this out and, and, and we're going to probably do it in two parts as always. Um, <laughs> but it's great to, to really dive into like a little bit of what you experienced, what I experienced with a lot of people that don't talk about the experience mm -hmm. uh, on a daily basis, primarily the ones that compete or the ones that work out and are going through the same struggles. You're not alone. Uh, we're all in the, same, in the same boat, but at least have some light and analyze the way that you want to live your life. And what are the, the things that you really need in order to be successful in your love life? with PEDs, without PEDs, uh, get a good coach. I always talk about that. Get a good coach that's going to take care of your hormones. Jamie Pinder is always available. I try to send people over her way when I have a chance and, and, and I hear from females that need help. Uh, I think that she's one of the most elite coaches out there that is actually going to take care of your health as you progress and as you're progressing into your, into your, uh, your fitness goals. So with that being said, this is a wrap for episode 39. We're going to have eventually another episode with Jamie Pinder yeah. on. And uh, that's a wrap, guys. Any, any closing words, Jamie? Uh, just a uh, happy Valentine's Day. And if you've got no one to love uh, on this Valentine's Day, love yourself. Amen. Preach. Sounds good, Jamie. Thank you so much. That's a wrap, right, guys. Thanks. Take yeah. care.